0: Hello and welcome to the ME7 podcast A second go at it then After last night's absolute disaster of a Twitter space We are having a second go at it tonight Can you please just tweet us now That you can hear us If possible (laughs) If you can comment below underneath the podcast tweet That you can hear us That would be great, because that way I can then relax. (laughs) If you can do that, that would be excellent. We've had one message already. James Tingley, thank you very much. You've given a thumbs up. You can hear us. That's good. Who else has messaged us as well? Jamie, loud and clear. James, all good. Jamie Skinner with a thumbs up. I I think... I've, I've made a bit of a rub, rub for my own back here. I'm getting loads of messages now. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, um, yeah. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the ME7 podcast. I hope you're all well. Um, yeah, um, it, it, it's uh, it's been it's been a busy time at the football club. Um, loads and loads happening. Loads of loads of interviews coming out. Um, but of course, tonight we're going to be speaking. About Max Clark being the third summer signing at the football club. Um, then we will go on to the fixtures being announced as it is a trip to Edgeley Park on opening day for the Jills. And then, of course, we will speak about Neil Harris's interview that he's done with the football club and also Kent Online. And, uh, and yeah his words are at the moment so far so good um yeah you, i'm actually surprised i'm doing this tonight because i've been uh, i've been very very unwell sort of, all day long um but but i'm okay at the moment um uh, it's sort of a sickness bug going around at the moment so bit bit annoying but it is what it is lewis justin you're going to be our speakers this this evening lewis firstly how are you mate
1: Hello, mate. I'm okay, thank you. Um, working this evening, but just taking my lunch break, well, lunch break to to hop on the show. So, hope everyone's good. Hope you're doing well, mate. Didn't realise you weren't feeling well, so good to see that you're feeling
0: a little bit better. Good man, good man. That is commitment right there, pull, pull, pull in, pull, put, putting himself on the podcast during, the, during his lunch break. Justin, how are you, mate?
2: I'm good, very well.
0: You? Yeah, good, 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 good to hear from you. Um, and you, and How's you. Uh, how's your... Your break being between the end of the
2: season and, and I guess the uh, the waiting game now. Um busy, very busy. Um being obviously obviously with the charity and uh work wise and stuff like that as well. So yeah, it's uh it's very full on. But uh yeah, kinda need the break, but uh I think kinda need football back as well to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we all do, mate. I think we all go along with that. Um yeah, okay, let's start then. Let's kick off proceedings. Um, uh, okay, we'll go to we'll go to uh, Lewis first. Um, Max Clark. Um, yeah, we we briefly spoke about him last night in the podcast until it all got completely ruined by Twitter. Um, but we'll start all over again. Max Clark, the the third the third summer signing through the door, left back. Um, nearly forty games that promoted Stevenage last season. Um, yeah, Lewis, give us give us your thoughts on maps coming through the door.
1: Yeah, I mean, as I said last night, before we were sort of really interrupted, um, really good signing. Obviously, it came out of the blue um, in terms of the other guys coming coming through the door. You know, three signings so far. Um, Colin Masterson and Johnny Williams both had a bit of a build-up to, to their arrival, whereas with Max Clark, you know, there was nothing to suggest that he was going to come until we saw him shaking Neil's hand on the Priestfield pitch on social media and on the club's website. Um yeah, really good signing. Played a lot of his football last year, a left wing back. Um, he said himself he likes to attack, but he's also a very solid defender. You know, pretty much as good as he gets to this level. I think it's a it's a position we've had to strengthen for a long time. Um, we haven't had a proper left back, I think, since Conor Ogilvy, you know, those, those couple of years of Dave Tutonda. Um, we've had other players come in, such as Ryan Law, Robbie McKenzie played there. I don't think we've ever had, really had a, you know, decent quality settled left back. And we've got that now with Clark. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to be the first name of the team sheet. Ideally, you'd want to see another player in there, but it's hard to come in knowing you're going to be a backup. Um, maybe that's why Dave Chitonda will be moving on, as we now expect him to. But, you know, Robbie can play there. Chael Alexander can play there. Um, and, yeah, I think we've got a, a left-back that's going to be sort of, you know, on the team sheet pretty much every week that he's available. And, you know, free transfer as well. You can't really go wrong.
0: Yeah, Justin, do you go along with that about match Clark?
2: Yeah, very much so, and I, I think the the main thing he uh, he gives us balance. He gives us perfect balance, obviously being a left footer as well, um, and obviously being a, a, a promotion winner last year with Stevenage, um, he knows how to get out of the division. Um, yeah, and he's a, he's a he's a he's a proper defender. Yeah, very very pleased with that signing. To be fair,
0: yeah, Lewis, we we were saying like you say before we were rudely interrupted last night. We were saying about the area of left back last season that we sort of felt that. Um, as much as Dave had his decent names and then obviously then um, Robbie, um, then then obviously filled in at left back, didn't he? And and he sort of looked uncomfortable there at times. He did a job defensively, but sort of going forward, it was never sort of it looked comfortable. I always felt, and I don't know what you felt, that down that left outside, down the left hand side, we never got the quality that we did from right hand side from Shay. Um, defensively we got it with with Robbie and then with Dave fancied it but we never got it ever really going forward did we on a consistent basis
1: No and I think it's noticeable you know towards the back end of last season when Robbie McKenzie was playing there and even though I think Robbie McKenzie is a lot better player than Dave Tutonda I think I was almost calling for Tutonda to take over because it looks so unnatural with McKenzie playing there Um, like you said Alexander was really good going forward on that right side, and he was really good at sort of stepping into midfield. And Mackenzie um, was always coming inside. I thought it really limited our attacking play down that left hand side. And, you know, I've said on the show loads of times, I think Robbie Mackenzie's best position is the midfielder. Obviously, he can play at full back, but for me, he's not a natural full back. So it's really good that we've got someone in. Maybe he'll play on the right. It's probably toss of the coin at the minute in terms of who's going to play there out of Alexander and Mackenzie. Um, Yeah, I'd love to see Alexander on one side and Clark on the other side and, you know, to have that natural left-footed player um, who's fit, you know, got loads of games under his belt, literally just got a promotion from the league under his belt, um, attacking left-back, as I said earlier, he played wing-back as well. Um, Yeah, can't really have too many complaints to be honest with the signing and I think it will provide a lot of balance on that side too.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, Justin. um, Yeah, I, I suppose... With, with with obviously the Dave situation, he's still mulling over the contract. I can, I, I can imagine that is that's been sort of probably firmly pulled pulled off the table. Um, but I feel just off the, off the sheer experience of of Max Clark coming in with with obviously the the promotion under his belt. I feel like we've definitely sort
2: of really strengthened
0: that department already with with the signing of Clark.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's uh, you know as we've as you've alluded to, it's an upgrade on Dave Detonda, um, especially obviously defending. You know, Dave was okay going forward, um, but as we as we said, you know, you, you could have Dave Detonda and Donald Detonda in one match. Um, you know, and for me sitting for where I sit and watched watched the games, every or every single team kind of probably from February onwards targeted our left back. Um, if, predominantly, the, the opposition play uh, was always down the right-hand side, and that worried me, especially when it kind of got in and around the penalty box. Because I, I you know, the rashness of the challenges, um, and he was always likely to give away penalties. From from that's my my opinion.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Um, let's uh, let's let's move on from from that then, um, and and of course the. Yeah, the fixtures were announced um, yesterday morning, um, and 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 obviously everyone looks for the opening day of the season. Um, yeah, we travel to we travel to Edgley Park. It's a it's a tough start for the Jills. We've obviously Stockport County who, who ended up losing losing in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one because um, I'm sure we're going to go there with a completely different attitude than we did, obviously. Um, towards the end of last season when we when Neil obviously admitted in the fans forum after after we played that game that he, he set up the team for a point and he went for a point. Lewis, I can't imagine come August um August-y, August the August the sixth or August the fifth, sorry, we're gonna be going specially part for a point. I can't imagine that's gonna be the case. No, I'd imagine not,
1: mate. Um yeah, you know, we've got different ambitions this season. said on the show last night that last season, no matter how good we were in the second half of the season, and we were really good in the second half of the season, um, you know, the aim was literally to stay up, no matter how we did it. You know, when we did it with however many games it was, two games or something, remaining. you know, it was job done. Um, if we took it to the last day, that was what we had to do. So that was our approach. And, you know, as you said, Neil got a lot of laughs at the fan forum when he was saying, yeah, we went for a point, I got a point. And you know, Stockport are a tough side. I'm sure a point would be a good result um, away from home. A lot of people are happy with a long away trip, first up, get out of the way, that sort of thing. I think from a footballing point of view, you'd want it to probably be a nice home game at the start of the season, get, get underway with a win and, you know, get on the board. But in the end of the day, you've got to play everyone eventually. We've got a nice little run at the start of the season. And yeah, why not test ourselves away from home against one of the best in the league, first up? It'll be a good game between, you know, last year well, this calendar year, but last season's top two teams in the league, and yeah, like you said, they lost in the playoffs. It doesn't really get much tougher, but you know we'll give it a go. Um, it'll be a great atmosphere, I'm sure. We'll I'm have different, different aspirations, so yeah, well, it'll be tough, but you know, you've got to do what you got to do.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, Justin. Um. Yeah. Obviously, Stockport. Stockport opening day. Um. They're going to have their their ambitions. Obviously, after after losing um losing in the losing in the playoff final to Carlisle they're going to go want to go one better this year and they're going to want to start the season on on that opening day strongly um but i think it's a, it's a good sort of indication very very early on opening day that we can very much send a, a message out to the league can't we that we get we mean business this season
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Stockport away is, is, as you say, probably one of the toughest games that we could probably open with. Um, but probably, but Neil will probably relish that, to be fair. Um, it, it's, it's a game to look forward to, isn't it, to, to be perfectly honest. Um, test, let's test ourselves, see where we stand. Um, but, you know, let's not, if we do get the, obviously pick up a positive result, let's not, you know, look too far ahead. Um, but, you know, you, you look at the next kind of five games, they're all kind of winnable. Uh, you know, I think we've got a great kind of first six games to start the season with. I don't think we could ask for much more, to be perfectly honest.
0: Yeah, no, bang on, bang on, bang on the money. Yeah, like as Justin as Justin does say, um, the first few games, uh, league wise, we we obviously we go to Stockport on the opening day of season. We then go to Atkinson on August the twelfth. We then go to um, Sutton on Tuesday the fifteenth, and then Crawley on August the nineteenth, who have still got their, their ownership issues. Um so so in, in in terms of the first few games after the Stockport game, those, those certainly those three games at, at Sutton, um uh at Atkinson, Sutton and Crawley are certainly winnable for, for this dual side. Matt, we'll will we'll bring you in, buddy. Um after we got rudely, rudely interrupted last night. Matt, firstly, how are you this evening?
3: Oh, hello, buddy. I'm good. Thank you. All tight.
0: good, mate. All good. You're a, you're a tad, just a tad quiet, just a little bit.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I, I hope is that any better? Apologies, I am uh, still at work oh, at the moment.
0: You're a little bit better. Um, yeah, we're just on the we're just on the fixture. Um, obviously announcement. Um, stop on the opening day. It's a tough one, but um, yeah, we we should we should be heading there for the confidence, shouldn't we?
3: Absolutely. Um, yeah, actually, I think it's it's the perfect game for us to to actually start with. It's a it's a team that are going to be challenging near the the top of the league uh, next year, and I think it's a really good thing that we've got a tough opening a game because it's a winnable game. Uh, I know we didn't have the greatest uh, away form last year, but yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, the, the the next four games after that again, I, I think we. Uh, those those next four games, we, we could definitely you know pick up at least nine points in those. I think that there's you know three games there that we should definitely win. Uh, out of those four, uh, the, the other one, I just want to see what signings they make and what happens obviously with with the club. But uh, apart from that, yeah, I'm really looking forward to next season. And uh, yeah, come on, let's let's bring on this sleep, wake this sleeping giant, sorry, and uh, bring on the league title.
0: Yeah, Lewis. Um, yeah, yeah. It, the first five fixtures. Stockport away Accrington at home Sutton away Crawley away, and then colchester united at home to round off august um yeah like like the two like the two boys have said in in justin and matt I think there is a perfect opportunity there to be by the end of august to to be to be right up right up the top where we, where we want to be in the opening in in those opening five games.
1: There is, it, yeah. That's why, you know, if we can pick up a result against Stockport, it would be such a huge result. Um, you know, whether in theory it's a point or if it's a win, getting that first result on the board before we, on paper, you know, we should stress that we're not getting ahead of ourselves, but on paper we go into some nice games. It would do great for confidence and it also provides the sort of angle where if you do lose that first game, not always lost, you know, you can bounce back. Everyone's going to lose games in a season, normally. Um you know, you just think Wrexham probably won't this year. That's a that's a joke by the way. But you know, um, <laughs> if you if you do have to lose these games, sorry, i I've just done a bet with Matt as well where someone has to wear a Wrexham shirt, but that's another day for another that's another story for another day. That's right, what no, I just no.
3: came to So oh, Lewis, I'm gonna ask Lewis, are are we definitely on for that bet?
1: <laughs> I'm on for it, mate, I'm on for it.
0: Could, no, hang <laughs> on a minute. Right, right, it's right. not a story for another day, what is the
3: bet? <laughs> right, okay. I am confident Wrexham are not going up this year. Okay. I am that confident Wrexham are not going to go up this, that, this, that, uh, up this year that the first home game of next season, I would wear, if they went up, I would wear a Wrexham shirt to the first home game of the season. But I want somebody to match me. If they don't go up, uh, like I don't think they will, I want somebody else to wear the, uh, the Wrexham shirt.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Do you know what my thoughts are? My thoughts are that it's win-win because either they don't go up and it's hilarious or they go up and I um, and I win the bet. So, win-win either way, really. <laughs>
3: yeah, so, 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 so uh, that bet's definitely on. You, you've heard it here first. Okay. It's on, mate. It's okay. on. Um, sorry, yeah. I'll go back to what I was saying.
1: Um, yeah, every team will lose, lose games in a season. But, yeah, even if we do get off to a, a losing start... Um, yeah, you know, it's a great opportunity to bounce back. So,
0: yeah, we won't get ahead of ourselves. But on, on paper, it's a very nice run to start the season, really. And, yeah, good luck, Matt. Okay, interesting. Interesting bet as well. Okay, yeah, um, looking at just looking over, obviously, the, the important Christmas period. Um, we won't count. Um, we'll go from the Christmas period of, uh, let's say, the 23rd then. Forest Green away. Crawley at home. On Boxing Day, then we've got Sutton at home, um, and then obviously uh, Colchester, which is New Year's Day again. Justin, um, yeah, that 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 home that home period where we're, we're, we're yeah certainly the two games between right in the middle, right like slap bang in the middle of Christmas on Boxing Day, and then just after. Just after Christmas Day, on the, obviously on the twenty ninth, um, just after Boxing down the twenty ninth. Sorry, both at home. That's, that that is perfect for
2: Jules, isn't it? Yeah, as you to to there. You know, you've got Forest Green away, and then you go to or is it, sorry, is it away to Colchester uh, New Year's Day? Isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. yeah so you, again, you've got four games there. They're all winnable. You know, so if you, if you can pick up, say, ten points over the Christmas period, you know that that puts us that puts us right up there again. You know, and and you're looking at Brad potentially. Uh, you know, if we are kind of pushing playoffs or top three, strengthening again. Um, I, I, I just think you know it, it puts us in a in a fantastic position. Um, and I, I've alluded to on certain occasions, it feels very much like the Tony Pulis era. The 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 behind the scenes is bubbling. You know, the, the fan base is obviously behind Neil and the, and the players. Um, and, and obviously I think Brad and Shannon are doing everything correctly as well.
0: Uh, yeah, completely agree with that. Um, yeah, Matt, obviously. Um, yeah. Like, like, like Justin says about the Christmas period, how, how important is that Christmas period in terms of when you're fighting for a pr- promotion, the games are coming thick and fast. The squad is being tested, it's being stretched. Neil has already said that he's only running with sort of 20-21 players this season. So how important can that can that busy period be to deals?
3: I mean, it, yeah, it is a really busy period, obviously, for I mean for every club. It's not obviously it's not just us, but obviously it's the the period where obviously the weather's the worst, your players uh, you think are more likely to pick up little niggling injuries and obviously if you're running with quite a low squad there's always going to be that that sort of you know niggle in the back of your mind is am I going to be able to put out my best 11 week in week out um but look, I think if we're up there if we're there or thereabouts sort of not near the, the top of the league um and we can get you know a, a, a good few wins over that Christmas period and not you know that, that that's ultimately all we really want as, as you know football fans we want our teams to be able to go out there play win you know get us as high up the league as possible if, if possible but that christmas period as I, said, I think it's ultimately going to come down to just making sure that keeping our players fit keeping our players healthy and actually making sure that you know they can get through uh, no issues and uh, hopefully win us the league at the end of the year
0: yeah lewis um yeah just looking at the back end of the season then when obviously Hopefully we are we are in that promotion race. Just look at the last six games of the season. Um, yeah, the 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 obviously the Easter period is a busy period going into it as well. We start the Easter period on Good Friday with Crew at home. Then we travel travel to Harrogate um, on 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 the on the bank holiday Monday. Then we go to Bradford, and then it's Barrow. Then it's Mansfield away, and then it's Doncaster at home to wrap up. The season at the end of April, six big games in there that that can yeah either against teams that are going to be in and around it. Which you you look at, you look at Doncaster, they've made some astute signings. Mansfield, I'm sure, are going to be in and around it again. Bradford are going to want to be in and around it again. Um, Barrow, they, they they had a good start to the season last season and then fell away. So that end of the season is is, is a real is a real interesting one for Jules, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, it's an interesting one. I suppose in any real sort of fixture run in the league this year, there's always going to be difficult ones in there because of the quality of team in the division. You know, there's a handful of teams and there are going to be teams that fail. Um, you know, you've got so many teams, you've got a lot of money, um, a lot of good quality in the league. And, you know, if you were to pick the top 10 now, you know, you do so well to get in the right order and that's without even considering teams that maybe might punch above their weight. So it's so hard, it's so hard to think about where these teams are going to be and where these, what these teams are going to be playing for at that point, ourselves included. Um, I think as well with teams like you mentioned, Doncaster, how they're going to fare. Obviously, they got a new manager. They made some really good signings, but last year they had a crap year basically. So you know, you have got to see how those t- those teams work out as well. And you never know what's going to happen in the transfer window in January as well. We still got so long to go, so it's impossible almost to to pick what's going to happen. But yeah, looking at it. If you, if you want to look at the size of the clubs, the teams last season, you know, you mentioned Mansfield, um, trip to Bradford, it, it won't be easy. Um, and yeah, Doncaster on the last day is a really interesting one as well. It's good that it's at home. Um, you know, maybe we'll be champions by then, but you never know how good a team like that's going to be. So it's a difficult one. And, you know, you're almost in the phrase, phase where you just take any fixture run and there's a good team in there. So you just got to, perform yourselves,
0: I suppose yeah Justin um, yeah obviously it does look like a, a period of of tough games if you look at it on paper with, the, with how the teams have done, um, done last, last season um, but in the grand scheme of things we're going to want to be up there next year so effectively we're going to need to beat the teams in and around us and, and, and take points
2: off them yeah absolutely absolutely um you know I, I, I just think potentially this year coming to just uh, coming to breezefields is going to be tough for for away fans or sorry away players um you know if we get the atmosphere uh like we did at the back end of last season yeah it's a, it's a very difficult place to come and we need to turn it back into the fortress of, of where we were from obviously january yeah
0: yeah, yeah no 100 percent, matt um yeah, like like the two boys have said about the, about the back end of the season, it's a sort of that that Easter period is a bit like Christmas, where the, the games are coming thick and fast, squads being stretched, and whatever else. But I, I suppose we're going to come on to recruitment in a minute, but this is where we've got to make sure that we've got that strength and depth, haven't we? When when the squad is stretched and it's tested, um, and and Neil goes to change the team, we don't lose that drop in quality.
3: Yes, obviously the key thing, uh, you know, we we, brought in quality in January, which was, you know, excellent to see. Uh, This summer, we need to bring in, you know, the same kind of quality. Uh, Whether they're going to be a starting player, whether they're going to be an impact sub, whatever, we need to make sure that we've got that strength in depth. I know we've got a good lot of young players. um, You know, uh, Joe Bode obviously is looking very good, but whether he's going to be around the first team, whether he's going to be sent out on loan, we don't know. But we just need to make sure that whatever happens, whether we're going to obviously we've we've still got options to be able to dive into the loan market because we've not even touched any any loan players yet. So there's hopefully going to be you know a few uh, you know extra players around. But it's just making sure that it is quality that we're adding. We're not just adding numbers.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's uh, let's move on then. Um, yeah. Neil Harris has, has, has spoken to has spoken to the press. Um, uh, and and his words were so far so good for for the Jills um, in, in terms of his summer additions. Um, obviously, at the moment um, we've cl- clinched the permanent deal of, of Conor Masterson. We didn't added Johnny Williams and Max Clark to complete the three at the moment. The Jills first team squad is up to around about eighteen players, and obviously it leaves room for around about three or four more. Um, Harris went on to say, "I couldn't be happier this summer." that where we're at and the squad that we've put together so far we're able to compete in the top reaches of the division we're building the football club with a new base a new structure and real excitement uh, and we're able to attract players as well as well because of that I'm delighted with the squad I've got already and it's night and day compared to where it was 12 months ago we've had a three top top players already if reported back next Wednesday with a mould of the 18 13 senior players we've got including the man that's listening tonight Jaden Clark in that I'd be absolutely delighted. That's what Neil said. Um, Lewis, um, we'll come to you first. The three boys that we've signed at the moment, Max Clark, Johnny Williams, and obviously Conor Masterson on the perm. How would you assess where we are with the group at the moment?
1: Really good. Yeah, I said last night before we were cut off that it's nice to be able to have that patience. I know fans want signings. It's exciting to sign players, but, when you've got that squad and we built that squad in January, really, you know, we got rid of the deadwood. We kept the players that were valuable to us. Any that potentially weren't still were we'll let go at the start of the summer. And we bought in some very useful players in January. Um, yeah, it's good that we don't have to sign so many and go mental. It sort of pays to see we've got Matt Clark, uh, Max Clark because you think, why wouldn't he have stayed on at Stevenage? You think of Steve Evans' style of management when he's signing so many every summer by choice. Um, And Harris didn't have a choice to do that last year because it basically wasn't his squad and the squad was pretty poor. Um, But we don't have to do that anymore. And like you said, we've got three in, three very patient, three very good additions. We've got that structure now that Harris refers to in terms of, whereas before it was just essentially him... Nicky Shorey and Paul Scali, I suppose. Now we've got the Gallisons overseeing it all. We've got Kenny Jackett Andy Yez and Tyler, you know, a great recruitment team. Um, other people are involved as well. And Harris can essentially be left to do what he does best and what I think he's made clear he likes to do, which is just coach uh, and manage. So a really good structure. Um, it's really good to hear from the likes of Pez and Tyler and Jackett during this off-season as well. And yeah, you know, like you say, three, four more. Um you know, everyone wants a number nine. We won't mention any names, but everyone wants that number nine. Everyone wants, you know, a couple of wide players perhaps, you know, maybe another defender will come in sort of left sided towards the back end of the window, which Harris said is no longer a priority, and then we're pretty much good to go. And we're gonna have these players ready, almost the majority of the team ready to, you know, go to Italy to have pre season, pretty much be ready for the start of the season, which is brilliant. And hopefully it shouldn't take too long for everyone to gel. Um And that's on top of getting everyone that was here last season and joined in January a proper pre-season together as well. You know, the likes of Tom Nichols, Ollie Hawkins, George Lapsley, Tim Jiang, all those sort of people, you know, having a proper pre-season at the club. And, you know, our approach has changed as well, where we want to be a top team rather than a team that's just going to stay up. So, yeah, a lot's changing, but it's nice to be so patient and get these good solid additions and I'm sure there'll be a few more before the window closes. And it's, it's happy days. It's a good market. It's a patient market, a non-stressful market, I suppose, in some ways. And that's what everyone wants.
0: Uh, yeah, a couple of things in there, Lewis, after, the, after a such a good answer. No, go on, mention the name that you don't want to name names about. Everyone else does. <laughs>
1: that's not coming to me, mate. I can't think of anything. No, really. is, it, um, is, is it a month of the year by any chance? Yeah, I mean, Alfie May is the name, isn't it? It's literally, it's going around like no end and, you know, you're all you're hearing all sorts of reports. Uh, I think it's fair to say we've got some interest and we'll see if it happens. But, yeah, if I, if it doesn't happen, if it does, you know, I'm sure we'll get a decent number nine in. If not, you know, we've got players there anyway. And we spoke a little bit last night about, I don't know if you want to come onto it again or not, but having that player that will get you 20, 25 goals and how much of a difference it makes overall. And, yeah, I think... You know, getting him in would be great, but you know, if not, is what it is. But we'll see what happens
0: with that one. It's probably gonna be the story of the summer either way. I think it is. I think it might end up dragging it dragging out. Um yeah, Justin, how would you assess where we are as a group?
2: Yeah, very strong. Um, you know, as I said, like great finish to the end of the season. Um and just looking back at like the player of the year do, the kind of the togetherness of all the players Um, haven't seen that in such a long time to be perfectly honest
0: Yeah, no, 100% I mean, it it, it just goes to show it it just goes to show doesn't it, Justin, when when sort of the whole squad ended up staying that night until some early hours of the morning, just in and around the fans sort of enjoying themselves rather than than going off and, and going home
2: yeah, you know, it's it's a team spirit, um, you know, and yeah, it's great to see. It's great to see. Yeah, a few beers helps, obviously, but um, yeah, it, it just seemed such a connection, um, and that's what's obviously happening. What you know, Brad and Shannon have brought back The it's just a case of the the, the players are connecting with fans and vice versa, um, and it's great to be a part of. No, definitely. Um,
0: yeah, Matt. Obviously, um, yeah, we are. A... We are at three at the moment. Um, I know there's so much talk at the moment, but sometimes you've got to be patient to get quality over quantity, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's true. And obviously all the talk, you know, I think it, obviously it's really all Jules fans, you know, we're are hoping that we're going to get, obviously, sign someone like Alfie May or, or whatever. And maybe it's we're trying to kind of will it into existence. Maybe that's what it is. But if we were to start the season tomorrow... I'm so happy with the squad we've got. Whether we make another signing or not, I'm actually really happy with the squad we have got. And the key thing is, uh, uh, you know, obviously we we said it all, all you know, during those last few months of the season that this was a team that Neil Harris put together in January that had no preseason, and he managed to get them playing together. He's now got that same uh, core group of players. He's added three very, very good quality. Okay, I know one of them was already with us last year, but he's added another two really good quality players to the group. He's going to have a whole pre-season with them. And, he, and those, uh, as well, obviously, those two quality players are going to get to enjoy that pre-season, obviously, with us as well. I am I am so, 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 so looking forward to next season, honestly. I just think right now with the players we've got, we could be up there, but a couple more quality signings. Will
0: be there, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, just going back to, going back to the the, the Harris uh, comments about about obviously um, about Johnny Williams um, and and saying that he's had a long standing relationship with Johnny um, and and he tried to sign him on a number of bases. Brings real quality to this Jill side. Um, starting a nation league league league, uh, league game less than twelve months ago um, and a Euro a semi-final in in 2016 um, and obviously he did also say um he was trying to sign it he was trying to sign Clark Max Clark while he was Millwall boss as well um I presume when he was probably at Hull um there as well so um yeah i, I mean Harris is Harris is Harris is sort of more more than happy um with with where the group's at, um, he did go on to say about um, what he does want. He, with where when he did the interview with the club, um, I think it was this morning that came out what he did want, um, and, and, it, and it appears that the three that he does want um, sort of come straight into the team. Is that number nine forward, is a centre half, um, and a winger, which is three. Um, and then I think he wants a, a one that's sort of left field, up at the attacking end of the pitch, that is more of a development player as such um, to come into the squad. Of, I, I presume a bit, bit like Tristan Abraham's when he come in in January, sort of young, fresh and energetic. Um, yeah, Lewis. After going off those positions that that Harris said that he wants to add to the add to the group in the immediate of, of three quality. Signings in those three areas are they the three areas that you feel we have to add?
1: Yes, um, I think number nine is the one everyone wants. I think our attack is really nicely set up at the minute with um, three slash four strikers. I suppose you know we've got Tom Nichols, who is arguably our best player, the one that wants to go and get involved in play, drop deep, that sort of thing, and score some goals as well. We've got Ollie Hawkins, who is literally just pretty much a target man as he gets, which is great. Uh, Joe Bode, who's a sort of young forward, and Lewis Walker as well, who, you know, we yet to see the best of him. But, you know, you think if he's not going to go out alone or something, maybe he'd be the backup sort of number nine. So, yeah, I think everyone wants that number nine that's going to get you 20, 25 goals, be at the top of the top scorer charts. However that may be, um, I do think we should get one. And um, I think a wing is important, you know, we've not really got any sort of players that you would consider wingers at the minute. I know people can play there like Jaden Clark, Johnny um <coughs> sorry, um, Johnny Williams, um people like Dom Jeffries can play out there. But you want like that sort of natural wide player that we've not really had, even if we are gonna line up with a sort of diamond potentially. Um, a few names on the list that could come that that could come in there and then what was the third one, James? You said was it a defender? Yeah.
0: So yeah, the three are number nine, a winger, and a, a, a centre back.
1: Yeah. So I think I think the centre back is somewhere we want. And, you know, Max and Conor Mullan are probably going to be first choice next year. They did really well together. I think personally, Will Wright is an interesting situation because. He's got the ability to be a good player, but I think he's someone where he doesn't look 100% comfortable in any of the positions, really. Um, You know, I think he's done okay at centre-back, but I think that game when Connor Masterson was injured, I think you noticed the drop-off, and there is quite a lot of a drop-off at centre-back, in my opinion, from Max and Connor down to Will. Um, That's not to say he can go on to be a great player. I think he's done well there. I think he's brilliant on the ball. We know that. Um, I think he's filling it right back. I'd be interested to see him in a sort of defensive midfield role, but I don't think we will see that because... How littered we are in talent in that sort of area. So yeah, I'd like to I'd like to get another centre back because I think that drop off is quite big potentially a left sided one as well. And then yeah, you know I said earlier on potentially two wide players. So that sort of left sided left field person that you were about going forward, slash development player I suppose would be a good addition as well. So I think the plan's really clear and you know the mission's there to so get that sorted as soon as we can. And happy days, mate. No stress at all. Yeah, Justin. Um, yeah, they're they're the
0: three areas that Neil's going to go for. Um, do you agree with him?
2: Yeah, very much so. Um, obviously, you need the, the 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 out and out number nine. Um, and I think Brad's come out in a um, interview today, I think this morning, saying that there's three players that he wants: um, one a centre forward and one a winger. So yeah, it's, and and the thing for me as well, we haven't actually spent any money. Um, we've brought in three quality players, but not spent a penny yet.
0: That is true. That is that is very true. Um, yeah, I, I guess I guess the question the question does then get asked, Justin, that uh, I presume do, do you feel that as a football club we're we're waiting to use that money in a clever way for the right player that it, it needs to be used for.
2: Yeah, very much so. Um, the, the, I think the good thing is we, we've actually got that squad, so we we can buy, kind of bide our time a little bit. Um, you know, and obviously you're talking; everyone's talking about Alfie May. You know, so the, the Charlton situation is is quite interesting as well. So they they have to wait kind of a six to eight week period from obviously their takeover before they can start signing players. So as a, as a potential centre forward, would you would you wait that long? Um, if if you're kind of one of two clubs after you, uh, for me, absolutely not. Um, so hopefully that puts us in a strong position as well.
0: Matt, how how, how do you how do you feel about the the, the the recruitment for those positions?
3: Well, yeah, obviously there is the one that we all want. Uh, obviously the striker, and I, I, I think that is uh, getting a number nine in is, is key. And yeah, as the guy said, whether it's Alfie May, whether it's somebody else just a proven goal scorer for me is key. If we were to go for, you know, someone like Alfie, obviously I think with the connection hope, uh, to the Kent area, hopefully, and obviously, yeah, with the potential of this, this takeover taking a, a while to go through, hopefully he'll, he'll want to come to us. But whether it's him, whoever it is, yeah, getting a number nine for me is key. We need a, goal, a sort of a goal scorer who, who's going to score sort of 15, 20 plus goals a season. I, th- I think that's really key. Um, in, in terms of a centre-back, obviously the only other option uh, obviously, you know, again we've got the loan market we can look in whether he wants to look at potentially bringing in somebody on loan or again trying to get a, maybe a free agent. We don't need to spend big bucks. I mean, we look, we don't know how deep Glad's pockets are at the end of the day. Uh, but, yeah, the, the key thing, obviously, Ollie Hawkins can also play centre-back if needs be. So, is that necessarily a majorly key area? Yeah, as you said, we've got Will Wright, we've got Uh, Max, we've got uh, Connor. Uh, Ollie could play there as well. (sighs) Could we use that budget then, that money elsewhere? So, uh, obviously, Neil Harris knows his team. Neil Harris knows what he he wants. But yeah, I think we're we're all sort of pretty on the same board here. We 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 need a striker who's going to score, you know, the goals and and get us that uh, that trophy at the end of the season. Okay, Uh, let's wrap
0: let's round it off tonight then. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a special special six months um for the gallantons Um they've been in they've been in charge of our football club six months today, so an incredible hundred and eighty two days to the day when it was announced that Brad and Shannon Gallanton were to take over Chillingham Football Club. Um Lewis, I'll put it to you first. Sum up the first six months in charge the best you can for the Gallantons
1: yeah I was going to say mate that's quite a, <laughs> quite a big question um, yeah you know I've, I've touched on this so many times on the show over the last sort of six months um, how they uh, literally saved the club and you know I wonder how many people in total have gone up to Brad or Shannon in the street or at the ground saying you know thank you for saving my club because that's literally what they did you know, it's no secret the money was running out. Um, we were absolutely nosediving. What was going to happen with Neil Harris? No one knows what was going to happen. You know, oh, it's just thinking, you know, we'll never forget that, that sort of pre-Christmas period and how bad we were and how you would go to the ground and think, you know, what's the point? Like, what We're going to lose today. You go one nil down. You think, well, you know, we'll try again next week, that sort of thing. And, you know, when the news came... That was still before we lost on Boxing Day, wasn't it? So, you know, we were anticipating that massive January window and it came, and it's not just the money they've invested, it's the atmosphere, you know. They are brilliant people. They are fantastic people, so lovely. They get it. Um, they completely get it. I think they've got a real interest in the English game because it's different to sport in America, even even if you want to think about soccer, if you like. It's different over there. And They've got a real interest in it. They really appreciate You know, customers, but fans, I suppose. And yeah, you know, we are so thankful to them, and we'll always remember them for saving our club. That's the bottom line, and giving us hope for the future. And now we're sort of working towards that future. And you know, it's enjoyable to support Gillingham again. And I've said thousands of times, you know, um, for a lot of people, football is a matter of life and death. Almost, it is everyone's life. And when you save someone's club and you're getting a good result like that, it means so much to people, and that shouldn't be underestimated. And yeah, I guess I just want to say once again, thank you from myself and from a lot of people because, you know, we'll have hiccups along the way. We've had a couple of hiccups. You know, everyone was moaning about the season ticket prices, etc. Um, essentially, the kit launches as well. I know Brad loved that when he was teasing the third kit and it was Johnny Williams. But yeah, you know, they get it. Um, not everyone's going to get everything perfect all the time and they might not going forward, but we're so thankful for them. And, you know, we've got a future to look forward to because of them.
0: Yeah, perfect. Absolutely, perfectly summed up, Justin. I know, um, I know. Obviously, for you, for the charity and and everything else that you've organised in the Legends Day, you've had quite a lot of dealings with Brad, with Brad and Shannon, and mm. and you've you've always spoke highly of them. Yeah, I suppose. Just sum up your feelings about the first six months of them in charge and and sort of what they've done for you
2: and and everything. Yeah, genuinely, um, honest, open um, just genuine people to be perfectly honest, that that get the football club and get the fan base. Um for, for myself personally, um yeah, as I say, I would obviously run the Jules Legends Day, um and obviously can't thank the fans enough. Um, obviously for the reception that you gave the players. Um and obviously the prostate cancer awareness days that I've organised. Um, again, you know, we've raised some fantastic money. Um, and since we've kind of come into the football club, uh was it, September? Sorry, December 2019. We've just hit £20,000 um, raised, you know, so from myself and obviously Prostate Cancer UK, just can't thank obviously the Duels the fans enough. Um, but what I will say as well, Paul Scally, um actually took this off. Um, he actually opened up to us as Prostate Cancer UK and brought us into the football club as well. So a lot of obviously thanks goes to Paul. Um, but yeah, Brad and Shannon have been absolutely brilliant. Um, just so welcoming. You know, they come into the foot. The, the, sorry, they come into the factory as well after the matches. Um, and yeah, every, everyone kind of speaks to them. Um, but yeah, it's it's a British it's a British isn't it? To be perfectly honest. Yeah, 100%.
0: Matt, um, yeah, sum up, sum up your feelings about the first six months of Brad and Shannon.
3: I, I can literally put it in, in one word for everything they've done. Perfect.
0: Yeah, perfect, yeah.
3: It's just, it, the way they've interacted with the fans has been perfect. The way they they came in, they told us they were, what they were going to do and they did it. That was perfect. Literally, they've they, they come in, they are... I can I can honestly say I think if they were taken over any other club it would have been exactly the same and their that those that club's fans would have loved them the same because they've not come in and said you yeah, know this is our club this is how we're going to do it exactly you know this is you know they they've listened to us fans they they they've heard us out you know, they they listen to the podcast which you know you would never expect any other sort of uh, football owners to do because they understand that at the end of the day they're custodians of this football club. You know, in in twenty five years' time, thirty years' time, if they ever decide to sell the football club, we're still going to be here at the end of the day supporting this team, and they understand that. And that, for me, that's perfect.
0: Yeah, perfect way to round it off, um, and perfect way to round off round off the podcast. Yeah, it's been it's been six months to the day since Brad and Shannon walked through that Priestfield door and decided that they were going to buy. Gillingham Football Club. Gillingham Football Club has been a part of our hearts for many, many years. And matter of fact, it's been a part of our hearts for years and years and years to come. And it will be, like Matt said, for many more years to come. Brad and Shannon, on December 23rd, saved this football club from heading down to the National League. Because, face it, we were heading there. Now, with a team of Neil, Kenny, Hess and our fan base, this sleeping giant is about to be awakened. This sleeping giant is about to go for promotion. And this sleeping giant is ready for League Two come August the 5th. As always, good night and up the jills.